This Arrow FM podcast was brought to you with the support of New Zealand On Air. Hey legend, welcome to World Domination. I'm your host Monica Ferguson, New Zealand girl mindset coach here to help you thrive, to help you heal, to help you overcome all those old feelings of unworthiness and fear and limits and doubts and help you to step into the greatness that you are literally created for. I bring you amazing people from all around the world to inspire and empower you. So let's get into it. Hey, hey, beautiful, world-changing, legendary, epic humans. Welcome to this week's episode where I join you from my bedroom floor, which, by the way, needs a vacuum, and I'm sitting in sweaty clothes and very close to the wall because my laptop is charging. And I share this with you to remind you that you can do amazing things exactly where you are. You don't need a fancy studio. You don't need heaps of money. You don't need whatever it is that you think that you need. You don't right? You can literally utilize whatever you have. So many of these podcasts I've recorded from bed in my pajamas and um, it's been streamed in 61 countries. So, you know, it's meant to be fun. It gets to be fun. And the more fun you have with it, the more enjoyable it is, the better the state that you're in, right? Which means the more impactful it is. So I digress. Thank you for joining me this week, friends. And we are going to be speaking about killing your inner people pleaser (laughs) that part of you that has learned how to please everyone else and put yourself last and this is a really really integral part of your growth and you achieving your goals and improving your life and it's probably the thing that comes up most in my sessions with my clients is that resistance between who you were and who you're becoming and the relationships that you currently have because I'm going to tell you right now that it's going to cause friction you know when I first started my journey before like when I was working full-time as a photographer long before I ever thought about becoming a coach my mindset coach said to me are you ready for this like you know that hardly anyone is going to come with you And I was like, oh, whatever. He said, no, hardly anyone is going to come with you. If you're serious about these things that you say that you want, hardly anyone's coming. Right, next minute. (laughs) I'm like, um, like I cannot believe how few people came. In fact, everyone. If I look at my friends from five, six, seven years ago, I think I'm in sort of in touch with one of them. And I, and I mean my, like, best friends, like, the ones that you spend your birthday with, you know, your favorite people, um, we've just kind of drifted apart, and different priorities, different goals, and um, I've walked a very different path to most people, which is absolutely fine, you know, that's the joy of life, is that we each get to choose what feels best for us, but for those of us who do take this path a little bit less traveled, The reason that I've created this podcast is for you to know that you are not alone in this and it takes insane amounts of courage and bravery to break away from what everyone else is doing, you know, like it, it simply does. And so we need to really get clear on how to support ourselves, how to think about things, how to navigate this stuff so that 
as we start to encounter pushback or resistance from other people, we're in a really strong position. We're we're supported, we're believing in ourselves, we're focused on where we're going. And we can let that stuff bounce off us because oh my god, like this is the stuff that comes up over and over and over again is my clients texting me, messaging me, like, I'm triggered, like, oh my god, someone said this to me. And let's be real, this has probably caused the most stress for me as well, is fear of other people's reactions, fear of what other people think, fear of what other people say. Um, And here's the thing, right? Like, yep, we are absolutely taught in this country to you know be average basically um and we can see that because of tall poppy syndrome why would we ever want to step out step up be seen put ourselves out there when we have a culture that tears down people that do so right now i know it's different in other countries like america for example you're really celebrated for having these big dreams and goals and ambition but in New Zealand and Australia, probably in the UK and stuff like that, we're very tame. We're very, you know, I was going to say be seen and not heard, but no, don't even be seen. Right? Like be average, be quiet, don't rock the boat. And honestly, this has taken me a really, really long time. And I'm still growing in this um, to be okay with not being liked or to be okay with um <laughs> yeah to be okay with being really different to everyone else when everyone else walked a certain path and and there are definitely aspects of that path that I really desire but there are there were things in me that I just wanted that most people didn't seem to have this hunger for and this craving for and that's the impact that's the business that's the all the creative projects and the ability to connect with people all around the world and to take everything that I have gone through and learned and embodied and make it accessible to people like me who are sitting at home feeling like, oh my God, this is not my world, but I feel like a failure. I feel unworthy. I know that I'm here for more, but I'm so scared and I don't know where to start. That's literally why I do this, right? So I love, I love to connect with you guys because I'm telling you now, these things, these desires that you have are not for no reason. Like desire literally translates to of the Father, right? Like God-given. So what you desire is for you. What's on your heart is for you. You're meant to bring it into fruition, into the world. So let's say we've accepted that. We have embraced these desires that we have. We've really tuned into ourselves and we know who we're here to be. We know what we really want to do. We're bold enough to set good, decent goals, like, right? Ones that scare the crap out of us. Um, ones that require us to really grow and also goals that are so big that we can't figure out how to make it happen. That's the point, right? That's when we know we're really outside of our comfort zone and we're really growing into a new version of ourselves. That's when we get all the good stuff, right? So let's say we've done that. And then you step up. And then, oh my God, you have to put it out there on social media. Let's, for context sake, say that you're starting a business. Hey, you start the business. You do the things, the the muggle 3D things, right? Like you build the website. Um, 
you create the pricing, get an accountant, <laughs> whatever. Um, you start a social media page and then you have to start sharing about it. And you shit yourself, for lack of a better word. <laughs> um, and you think, oh my God, I am not pretty enough to put myself out there. I am not skinny enough. I am not smart enough. What was I thinking? Like, who am I to do this? There are so many people, even locally, that are already doing this and they're way better than I am. And all my friends think that I'm crazy and stupid. And I'm so worried about what my family think. Sound familiar? No? Oh, just me then. <laughs> Lies. Uh, this happens to every single person, right? That tall poppy thing kicks in. We fear about what other people think. We fear that what we bring to the table isn't good enough. And this is where our opportunity for massive growth kicks in. You know, so often we talk about the the end result and yay, live your dreams and follow your bliss and stuff like that. Absolutely. But people neglect to discuss the actual path, right? Because so much of this journey is internal. It has nothing to do with the effort. Remember, your mind, two to five percent is conscious. That's how much effort actually is required. Because you attract what you are, right? So your work is in shifting your identity to become the version of you that is in alignment with the goal. Which means that if you're saying I am a uh, a millionaire business owner, right? Or I'm a best-selling author or I'm married to the love of my life or whatever it is. You now get to shift yourself and become that version of you, right? So how does that version of you act? How do they think? Well, the millionaire version of you probably doesn't cry themselves to sleep because their friend doesn't understand their desire to start a business, right? How does that version behave? Well, they're self-assured, they're strong, they're confident, they're so excited, they're so grateful that they get to live their dream, they get to do the thing that sets them on fire, they get to create a life for their family that's so much more abundant, that they get to embody this and teach their children how to follow their own dreams so they're not going to go down this path of lack of scarcity of feeling not good enough right that's the energy that that version of you embodies so why do we give so much power to what other people think well simply because we don't believe in ourselves that's it brutal but true Remember, everything that we get triggered by, there's truth in it. And when I say truth, this is subjective, right? There's a huge difference between what's actually true and what we believe to be true. So the thing is that if we believe that we are not good enough, if someone says something, we will project that meaning onto it, right? So. If we feel like someone said something or we're getting really triggered because someone doesn't believe in our idea or thinks that it's not re- not responsible to start a business and that you should get a, a reliable job, this is what a lot of people think, right? But actually having a boss um, is more risky. You have no control about that job, how long it will last. You have no control over their finances or how they manage stuff, right? 
but it's that old school way of thinking that it's reliable and safe to have a job. Okay, cool. The thing is that the millionaire version of you is just like, okay, so I see your point of view because I know that's how you were raised and that's fine, but that's not for me, right? But the version of you that doesn't believe in themselves is probably going to get really hurt by that and think, oh my God, see, not even my own family believes in me. But that saying, as within, so without, is so important to understand, you guys. Because, like, we could talk about this from a spiritual perspective or a psychological perspective. Okay, as within, so without, that's more spiritual, right? But, but here's the thing. Um, in terms of mindset and psychology, um, there's a saying called perception is projection, right? So, we're, we're basically projecting our thoughts and our beliefs onto every situation. So how often has this happened to you guys where in the heat of the moment you were really upset or you were really angry and you totally misinterpreted something and then you calmed down and you went back and you're like, oh snap, like I totally got that wrong and then you have to go and apologize, right? Um or you had a really bad day and so you read a text message in a super negative way and it's someone that wasn't negative at all but it was the meaning that you projected onto it because we are the ones who project all the time it's our life right we are the ones that are assigning meaning to every single thing that happens and this matters right because the difference like if we when we really start to believe in ourselves and someone says something that's triggering we can just be like oh well, it's your point of view, but it's wrong. <laughs> now, don't say that out loud. We're not here to start wars. But internally, you can just be like, oh, you can see it for what it is, which is a lack thinking mindset. Scarcity, right? Happens all the time. Someone to me, someone last night said to me that they don't think that I'm very confident, um, that I'm not very confident in myself. And I was just like, what? And it triggered me so hard. And I was just like, what the heck? Um, and I was like, well, okay, let's apply this logic to myself, right? I was like, oh, I'm very triggered. So there must be a part of me that actually believes that. And the thing that got me was that yesterday I was um, doing a lot of internal work because I'm like the rest of us leveling up again. And so as you're leveling up, right, you're facing resistance And so old fears and stuff will come up to be reframed. And I had had this fear of like putting myself out there had had sort of resurfaced. And I was like, I was navigating that yesterday. So for him to say that to me yesterday really hurt me because I was like, I'm trying so hard. Like I'm doing all this work. I'm really holding space for myself to, um, to grow here and to be the best version of me. Like how dare you come at me? And this is someone who, is like not one of us low vibe as you know drugs alcohol like running from life and I just that really hurt me because I was like man I'm out here doing the best that I can and how like why would you say that to me and then I realized like oh yeah people project too remember and it's that thing of someone above you will never criticize you it's always the people below you So here's someone that's just constantly avoiding themselves, running from their pain, masking, 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 trying to tear me down for no reason at all. 
And I was like, actually, that's not about me. However, I also did go away and reflect on why am I so triggered and um, looked at aspects of myself, right? So I also unfriended that person, by the way. So here's the thing. (laughs) When we say kill, like, the good girl avatar, the good boy avatar, um, kill our people pleaser, this is what I'm talking about. We no longer take disrespect from anyone. So while we always want to be self-aware, we don't have to take shit from anyone, okay? And the thing is that our growth is going to trigger people exactly like that, right? So sometimes you get people that just project like that and you can sort of see what's going on. And often, I mean, I get this with coaching clients all the time and it's a lot easier for me in that context because I can really compartmentalize like I know that when I'm holding someone in a space of having to confront something that they have not wanted to confront but it's literally about to break through and it's like literally the uh, the answer to their next level they're probably going to fight me on that and they're not going to enjoy it and so I just hold space for that right because guess what the moment they go oh my god that's it, that's it. Then they're like, oh, sorry, you know, they're like, I hate you, man. Not seriously, but it's uncomfortable, right? It's painful stuff. And so I understand in that context that people can, can be triggered and snappy and stuff like that when, when we're confronting stuff that's hard. And so I'm not going to sit around and cry myself to sleep over that. However, um, I'm also not going to tolerate disrespect, right? So there's a real balance. But here is my question for you guys. Right now, if you look around in your life, how much disrespect are you allowing in this current moment? Friends, family, romantic relationships, at work. How many people are disrespecting you, treating you like crap, and you keep allowing it to happen? I can feel the triggers from here. <laughs> and here's the, the power play, right? Is when we realize that we are the common denominator. And not from a space of shame or judgment, but from a space of getting to take our power back. Because simply put, if we choose to operate as a victim all the time, we have no power to change anything. And actually, when there, there are repeated cycles of things happening, I mean, we are the common denominator, right? And like, I have spoken about this stuff so many times, my own patterns and cycles. And when I realized, oh my gosh, it was because there was a part of me that didn't feel safe. That's why I kept repeating that cycle. And it was me, it's not them. I have no power in psychoanalyzing everyone to the nth degree and being like, why did you say that? And you did this and you did that. That doesn't serve me. But when I can flip it and be like, what can I learn from myself here? Because this is not my first rodeo, right? This is not the first time this has happened. What can I learn from myself? Like, oh my gosh, so if there's a pattern, there is something going on for us. And that's exciting because it means that once we identify what it is, we can change it, right? Now, in identifying what things are at an unconscious level, how do you figure out what something is, what's driving something, if it's in your subconscious mind? Well, I'm so very glad you asked. What we want to do is look at our world, our life, and notice the themes, right? Now, your mind 
is there to keep you safe and alive and protected at all times. Like I said, it doesn't care about your happiness, right? It cares about your safety. It cares about keeping you in your comfort zone where it knows how to protect you and keep you safe. Even if that comfort zone is miserable. Even if it's violent, it's abusive, it's scarcity, it's poverty. Your mind is more comfortable keeping you poor or abused than the unknown. Isn't that nuts, right? Now, this is why we don't let our mind dictate how we live our life, because we would literally never move from beyond where we are right now if we did that. So, <laughs> what I look at, and and this takes a little bit of practice, you guys, because it requires massive self-love and self-compassion. For us to be able to zoom out of our life and simply look at what's going on without making it mean anything, without making it mean that we're not good enough, we're not worthy, or we're unlovable, or that we've failed, because we haven't. Our Literally, our subconscious mind has been doing a great job at protecting us because there's a part of it that did not feel safe. Why would we even bring shame or self-judgment into the into the arena, right? We just wouldn't. So let's look at the context of relationships. If you look at your romantic relationships right now in your life, relationships, plural, hopefully you've only got one. (laughs) That's a different podcast. But let's say you're like, do you have a significant other? Are you single? Um, If you look at the quality of that, are there themes going on? I've had this come up a lot. A lot of people have been speaking to me about relationship themes lately and some really dysfunctional stuff, really toxic stuff, um, where they've been allowing horrible treatment of themselves, like just awful treatment. And this is not about victim shaming, right? You guys know that I grew up in a violent home. So the reason I learned this stuff is to learn how to end those cycles because I ended up going down that same path. And so why do we allow this stuff? Well, partly because our mind is seeking out the familiar. And if that's what we're used to, that feels better to us. At an unconscious level, it feels safer, right? But what else? Well, okay, why else would we um, have issues with relationships, for example? Well, there's a part of you that doesn't feel safe. So. If you're having really having trouble receiving love and having loving, amazing relationships, how does that serve you? And this is not a trick question. Because your mind is responsible for your survival, everything it does has a positive intention, right? So what's the positive thing that you get from holding yourself apart from love or relationships? It'll be a safety thing. You feel safe. Because if you're honest with yourself, what are your true beliefs around love and relationships? Your gut reaction, right? That's your subconscious. So as long as that is running dominantly in your unconscious mind. Now, for example, for me, it was, um, there were two things. Uh, actually, no, there were many, many things that I've like peeled back the onion layers right over the years. But some of the dominant ones were, um, Fear of being alone, fear of abandonment, and safety. I did not feel safe around men. Why? Because I observed a lot of violence. So, of course, my mind's a genius, right? It's like, whoa, 
we're not going to put ourselves in a position to ever be treated like this. So guess what I did? Unconsciously self-sabotaged every single relationship to make sure that no man ever got close enough to me that he could hurt me like that. Or I picked very wounded men where I was the man, right? I had more power. Now, I don't want to operate my masculine energy in a relationship. Gross, right? But that's what I created as a way to try and protect myself. And when I realized, oh my gosh, I have the exact same cycle over and over and over again. How am I benefiting from this? Oh, I still don't feel safe. Oh my gosh, okay. So then I got to go and and shift those beliefs using NLP, using hypnotherapy, using um, just like trauma-informed therapy even, you know, like actually making those unconscious fears and pain conscious, releasing them, crying them out, journaling them out, processing them whatever in whatever way they needed to be expressed. And then guess what? The freedom, the peace, immediately things start to shift, right? So here's the thing. If we are learning to put ourselves first and to not care about what other people think. Now, let's be real. We're probably always going to care. <laughs> but for us to take the power out of it, to not not let it take us out of the knees, right? Like if your mum turned around and said, you're starting a business, that is so dumb, right? For you to be like, don't worry, it's all good. Like, I'm going to show you. I'm going to be an example. And you're going to see how good this is. Right, imagine if that was your your first response instead of, oh my God, my mom doesn't believe in me and all those other things, right? Because your thoughts and your beliefs about you are everything, literally everything. And we are not taught in this country how to build incredible self-worth and self-esteem at all. And because we're all afraid of tall poppy, right? It's easier. For us to be timid and scared and feeling unworthy, it's almost more socially acceptable to be those things than to be successful and well-known and seen, right? However, times are changing. I'm not sure if you guys have noticed, but the world is changing. People are waking up. And so the reason that you have your particular calling these desires that you have is because you're part of the solution. You're here to lead the way into the new, the new way of being. So don't look back too much, right? The only time we want to look back is to either see how far we've come or to to make some new understandings about ourselves. Like we want to understand why we reacted a certain way so that we can shift it and not do that again, okay? So how do we make ourselves feel so awesome and so incredible that we don't just bow down and let people walk all over us. Well, self-concept, my friend. We're going to start some epic daily practices, and this is going to feel extremely uncomfortable, most likely at the beginning, especially if you're used to treating yourself like a worthless piece of crap, right? Now, the hardcore people can go straight to mirror work, by actually looking yourself in the eye in the mirror and, and speaking to yourself in a way that's loving and kind, right? <laughs> um, now, one of the things, though, that I love is I really like affirmations, but I'm not big on just reciting affirmations that you don't believe. I'm much more interested in finding the things that you already can believe. So 
you know, like there are a lot of stories that we tell ourselves that aren't actually true. Like for the mums, for example, a lot of you guys are so hard on yourselves and you have this story of I'm not a good enough mum. And then when I say to you, is that actually true? You're like, no, (laughs) right? So there you go, straight away. You're like, actually, I'm a really good mum. What are the things that you can find immediately that you can be so proud of yourself for, that you can celebrate? Like your physical qualities, your internal qualities, your characteristics, your ways of being. I want lists. I want like 20 things on a page, 20 affirmations about yourself that you can really believe and get behind now. Even if they're uncomfortable, of course they're going to be uncomfortable. It's new, right? And also it goes again into our training that we're taught not to do these sorts of things. But remember that um, our subconscious mind is literally filtering our life to validate our beliefs. So the most important work, the most important thing that we can do is build up our sense of identity and self-worth and self-belief because your mind is literally going to filter your experience to find more of it. And you attract what you are, right? So when you are, when you're feeling worthy and love and talented and special and funny and kind and beautiful and smart, when you feel those things, and we're not talking about arrogance, but when you can genuinely see yourself and appreciate yourself, guess what? You attract those experiences back. And we all know what happens when you go the other way, because most of us have done it for years. We're so good at beating ourselves up, and guess what? That stuff starts to reflect back to you. If you believe you're a worthless piece of crap and you try and start a business, well, it's going to crumble immediately, right? The internal work is everything. It is the key to your success. And it means that when someone disrespects you or projects, you cannot crumble. (laughs) You can put yourself back up on your throne, remind yourself of who you are, remind yourself that someone else's opinion of you is simply a reflection of where they are at, and continue living your life in the most amazing way, right? But stop giving your power away to people. Why would you choose that? Because it's safer. Because it's safer to give in to that and go back to where you're comfortable, right? Welcome to to your new life, friends. Self-awareness is key. This is the, the path of warriors. It requires such courage, such resilience, and I'm here to support you. Keep tuning into these episodes. Send me a message, connect with me online, check me out for one-on-one stuff and also self-study stuff. All these things are here to help you navigate this stuff. I'm so proud of you guys. See you next week. And that is a wrap. Thank you for showing up for yourself, for being here. And please let me know your aha moments. I want to hear all about them. For extra support, make sure you're following me on TikTok and Instagram at the Monica Ferguson. Check out the School of Greatness for self-study courses. And of course, if you want one-on-one mentoring, just DM me and I would love to have a chat with you. Go and slay the day. Thank you for being you. See you soon.